The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Righteousness has everything to do with your successful life of prayer. When you pray righteously, you pray with confidence that whatever you pray, God is going to hear you. When you pray something and you're waiting on the manifestation of the answer, once you pray it is when the fight begins. Notice the devil starts with your thoughts. So if you thought wrong, put your hand over your mouth because if you come out with something that negates that prayer, then you're going to have to start over again. So we have to watch what we say because angels are on assignment and waiting on God's words that you speak. How do you know that you have the petition you desire of him? Because he heard you. How do you know he heard you? Because you prayed according to his will. So when God suggests the impossible to you, be it unto me. Don't try to figure it out how he's going to do it. How is this going to work through me? Only believe. Righteousness, in my opinion, has everything to do with your successful life of prayer. Everything to do with it, not something to do with it, everything to do with it. Now, glory to God. Once you get born again, you are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say, I am the righteousness of God. Okay. Adam. Adam was righteous. But he sinned. And when he sinned, where he was righteous, now there was unrighteous. Because where he was a child of God, now he got born again from life to death. And Satan became his spiritual father. So he got the nature of his daddy. The nature of God is righteousness. The nature of Satan is iniquity. That was our nature. But now we've been born again. And our nature now is righteousness, but this body and this mind need to be renewed and this body needs to be retrained. So the body and the mind still want to go to the riverboat and the spirit is saying, don't go out there, man. You lost your money last week. Don't go out there. But the spirit, come on now, y'all, y'all with me now. Okay. So you got this war going on, see. But because you miss it, If you confess it, he's faithful and just to forgive it. Come on. And cleanse you. Come on. Come on now. Of all unrighteousness. Why cleanse of all unrighteousness? Put it up on the board. First John chapter five, verse 17, please. Put it all unrighteousness. Why? Because it says in the scriptures that all unrighteousness is sin. See? 
One of the ways that the enemy has of managing God's people or trying to manage God's people is to keep them sin conscious. See, because sin consciousness is like a disease of the spirit. It won't let you walk upright. Stay with me. Praise God. Are y'all with me here? You see, consciousness of sin, what I did yesterday, guilty or shame, so forth and so on. You can't have that because consciousness of sin wipes out faith. And you need faith for answered prayer. So the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now you have been made righteousness. Say, I have been made righteous. The Bible says that over in Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter five and verse seventeen, any man or any person that's in Christ is a what? New creature. All things are what? Passed away. Behold, all things are what? New. Come on down to verse twenty-one, and in verse twenty-one he says this: For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So notice what he did. He took our sin on him and gave us, come on, his righteousness. So you are righteous, not cause you feel righteous. You are righteous, not cause you're doing everything right. You are righteous because that's the way you were born. And he knows that what you're trying to do is overcome this old life. You're trying to whip this flesh into shape. You're trying to make your mind think on good things instead of thinking on those things you used to think. He knows you're battling with that. So if you fall, he lifts you back up. Said, come on, get up. Let's go again. Praise God. Are y'all with me here? So now righteousness brings some things to you. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 32, please. Righteousness brings some things to you. And in righteousness, he says this, the work of righteousness shall be what? Peace, peace. Once you get back into right standing with God, you come back into fellowship with God. Say amen to that. Notice when Adam sinned, he ran from God. But notice now when you mess up, you're going to run back to God because he's got the blood eternally flowing to cleanse your mind and your heart from all the dead works so you can serve a living God. Hebrews chapter 9. So, Lord have mercy. You're with me. I'm preaching hard. Say amen, somebody. All right, now, what am I saying? So, Isaiah 32 again, the work of righteousness shall be peace. All right? So that's going to bring peace to you. Now, you and God are one again. And that's what you want because that's what faith flows out of. You don't have to struggle for faith. I believe I receive, I believe I receive. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's works. You need to come on in here and rest in the Lord and understand that if he said something to you, that's it. Say amen to that. And the, the next part, and the effect of righteousness is what? 
quietness. Boy, you can rest. You can just sleep at night so good. Say amen. The Bible says the unrighteous are like a troubled sea. That it's always something coming. I know they may look like they're making plenty of money, but they're taking sleeping pills to try to go to sleep. And now I'm just here to tell you right now, this righteousness will bring quietness to your spirit. Look at the next part of that. He said this. He said, quietness and assurance forever. Now that didn't say insurance. It says assurance. Say assurance. assurance. Now what are you, what's another word for assurance? Confidence. So it brings confidence. Righteousness brings confidence. Why does it bring confidence to you? Because you don't have to feel something to believe it. If God said it, you believe it. I said, if God said it, you believe it. So let's look at confidence back again in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14. He said, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know we have the petition that we desire of him. Say amen to that. So I want to make sure that I'm operating in righteousness because when I'm operating in righteousness, everything flows like it's supposed to flow. Now I did a little study here of a man named Moses to try to see how he operated. Let's go to Exodus and chapter four, please. And I'll start reading here at verse 10. And Moses said to the Lord, my Lord, oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and is slow of tongue. Now this is God telling Moses to go down there and get Israel set free. Come on now. And the Lord said unto him, who made your mouth, man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or the deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go and I'll be with your mouth and teach you what you ought to say. Say amen to this. And he said, oh my Lord, Send I pray thee by the hand of him whom thou was sent. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. I won't go any further. So we got Aaron to do it. So Moses is saying, I can't talk. Now this is where Moses came from. He came from making excuses to move out in righteousness. Oh, Jesus. How do I'm talking about move out in righteousness? Because the righteous are as bold. Come on, righteous are as bold as a lion. Well, I'm just a little timid. No, you're not. <laughs> That's the enemy trying to make you think you're timid. You are, as, you are from the tribe of Judah. You, I said you are from the tribe of Judah. See, here's the deal. You and I in righteousness, now just stay with me. We have God's DNA. Amen. We have his nature. His nature is the nature of a master. His nature is the nature of a ruler. His nature is not a nature of inferiority. He, Jesus didn't feel inferior to anything. He didn't feel inferior to disease. 
Come on. He didn't feel inferior to people. Come on. He didn't feel you wasn't intimidated by some intellectual. Come on now. I'm talking about you. He wasn't intimidated by storms. He told storms what to do. Say amen to that. Now I'm saying you and I have to take on this. And when we, he first started, Moses first started, he didn't start way up there in, in mastering things. He started down here talking about, I can't talk, but look what God did with him. Look at Exodus chapter 32 and verse nine, because he's going to do the same thing with you. It's not that righteousness grows, it's that you grow in revelation to it. Look what he says. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen the people and behold, it is a stiff necked bunch of people. Praise God. (laughs) Amen. And therefore let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them and that I may consume them and I will make of thee a great nation. Moses, let me take care of this bunch and I'm going to give you another group of people to go with you. Look what Moses said. And Moses besought the Lord, his God, and said this, Lord, why does thou wax, a wrath wax hot against the people which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for mischief he did bring them out and to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from thy fierce wrath. Now he's talking to God. Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Come on now. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. I can hear him now. He got a little authority in his voice. Uh, Thy servants of whom thou sweareth by thy own self and said it to them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven. And all this land that I have spoken uh, of, of will I give unto your seed and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of this evil which thou, which he thought to do to his people. The Lord repented. The Lord, I, I'm talking about the same man that said, I can't talk. The same man that said that now is standing up in the face of God saying, wait a minute. Oh, hold on here. Let's, let's talk. Now, I'm not telling you to get sassy with God. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you have now the God class of being. You can stand in the presence of God without a sense of inferiority, without a sense of judgment, without, you follow what I'm saying? Now, you want to be, he, it's not that God, no, God knows you can never be God. If you don't know it, he knows it. So that is not the issue. The issue is to bring you up to the place where you can receive his promise. I'm going to say it again. The issue is that he can bring you up to a place where you can receive what he has for you. I'll say it again. The issue is that he wants to bring you up to a place where you can receive his inheritance because a slave can't receive it. Now look at Galatians chapter four, verse one. You got to have righteousness to receive it. What God has for you is fit for a king. 
and anything less than a king can't receive it. You gotta have a righteous mentality. I was praying that night in Minnesota and I'm, I'm now it's 12 midnight and Saturday night and I'm trying to get a message from the Lord and I start crying, you know, trying to, trying to fake God out, you know, and Lord, the people need a message. I heard it just very clear. What are you doing? I said, sir, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm trying to get a message. He said, that the way you're supposed to come to me? I said, well, no, sir. Well, how are you supposed to come to me? I said, well, I'm supposed to come boldly to you. He said, well, come that way. I, I said, well, in the name of Jesus. And before I could say it, I had to start writing. Why? Because I'm trying to get it out of order. Order is royalty. Say amen to this. Order is royalty. You are a king in God's eyes. You are royalty in God's eyes. You are not some servant, some slave. You are a son. You are a daughter of Abraham. And I'm telling you right now, God has a, look what it says. Now I say the heir, as long as he's a child, does it differ nothing from a servant, though he be the Lord of all. Put it up there, please, in the Amplified Translation. Here's what he says. Now what I mean is that as long as the inheritor, the heir, is a child and under age, he does not differ from a slave, although he's a master of all the estate. All the estate is the earth. You are master over the weather. You are master over plagues. You are master over demons. You're a master over everything. And I'm telling you what's missing from the church is revelation of your righteousness. You knowing who you are in God, that you have his DNA, and everything Jesus did, you can do it. Turn to the book of Esther. This inheritance is not made for an unrighteous man. Wealth coming into the body of Christ was not made for a fool. Bible says prosperity will ruin a fool. It's made for people who've grown up. You know who you are. Can't nobody look at you and look down on you. If you let them look down on you, that's your fault. I'm saying God is the one who has, who made you, who created you to be who you are. Esther 411. And the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether a woman, man or woman shall come into the king, into the inner court, who's not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. Now, what happened? He told Esther, 
Mordecai said, Esther, we need you to go in there and intercede. Say intercede. intercede. Intercession is a type of prayer. Now, I'm using this as an illustration because it is based on love. It's saying that I'm going to stand in the gap for somebody who has missed it. Glory to God. And God's going to look at my heart and judge them. I'm going to intercede. It's based on love. Esther was gap standing, but she fasted three days, had everybody else to fast because sometimes to get that flesh subdued, you got to turn the plate over. And then chapter five, verse one, and it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel. I told you that these things are for people of royalty. You are a person of royalty. A royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house and the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house. And it was so when the king saw Esther, the queen standing in the court that she obtained favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter mm, mm, mm. and said the king unto her, what will thou queen Esther and what is thy request? And it shall be given thee to the half of the kingdom. Notice before she got the blessing, she had to put the robe on. I had to put the robe on, folks. And I'm telling you, I tried to go to before God and get something that was mine, in, part of my inheritance, and I tried to do it in doubt, unbelief, unrighteousness, and it held it up. But once I shifted into being bold as a lion, everything broke through. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. So let's look at Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall do what? Reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. How many righteous people in Christ do I have in here? Yeah. It's not your righteousness. It's his righteousness given to you. So when you come to the throne of grace, you're going to come how? Holy oh. to the throne, where you can find grace and obtain mercy to help in time of need. Did you get something out of this today? Yeah. I wanted to assure you that there's no such thing as unanswered prayer. If you prayed, he answered. I'm talking about righteous prayer. I'm not talking about some other stuff because that's not praying. That's something that we've been taught by somebody who didn't even know how to pray. But real prayer, something happened. Now, once you pray, believe you receive. Why? Because with God, there's no time. The same God 
Today is the same as 10,000 years from today with God. It's all right now. So you got to receive it right now. So once you pray, believe you what? Receive. When? Right, right when you pray. Get it? Now, here comes a fight between I believe I received and there it is. And next week we're going to go over what you do between I believe I received and there it is. Because from now on, your prayers are going to be answered. All of them. Give the God praise. Woo! Well, I trust that you were blessed by this powerful teaching. Now, this is a part of a four-disc series. It's called The Power of Prayer and Praise. Now, here's an important point you don't want to remember. You are not righteous because you feel righteous, or you're not righteous because of your conduct. You've done everything right. I know some people confuse righteousness with holiness. Holiness is conduct. Righteousness is the nature of God. It's God coming inside of you, what you were born with when you were born again. You were born righteous. Praise God. Now, the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous will avail much. Glory to God. The announcer is going to give you some important information, how you can order this powerful set of teachings. I'll be right back. Righteousness has everything to do with your successful life of prayer. When you pray righteously, you pray with confidence that whatever you pray, God is going to hear you. When you pray something and you're waiting on the manifestation of the answer, once you pray it is when the fight begins. Notice the devil starts with your thoughts. So if you thought wrong, put your hand over your mouth because if you come out with something that negates that prayer, then you're going to have to start over again. So we have to watch what we say because angels are on assignment and waiting on God's words that you speak. How do you know that you have the petition you desire of him? Because he heard you. How do you know he heard you? Because you prayed according to his will. So when God suggests the impossible to you, be it unto me. Don't try to figure it out how he's going to do it. How is this going to work through me? Only believe. Stand in your righteousness and exercise four easy steps that will yield effective, fervent prayer every time you pray in Pastor Winston's life-changing four-disc series, The Power of Prayer and Praise. To order on CD or DVD by Bank Card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at BillWinston.org. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You see, once you're in right standing with God, or you have an understanding of your righteousness, you can come boldly in prayer. You know, it's, it's kind of like an example of somebody in an apartment building and renting an apartment, but they haven't paid their rent in three months. And they just heard that the landlord's on the first floor. <laughs> you know what they're going to do? Turn off the music, turn off everything. Why? Because they don't want to see him. See, they can't come boldly. But once you know you're right with somebody, 
you know you've got your rent paid up for three months in advance and the water's leaking here in the bathroom. Hey, get the landlord up here, you know. Well, that's the same thing about prayer. When you know you're right with God, you can come boldly to the throne of God. God hears your prayer. The Bible said the effective fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Praise God. I'm telling you from now on out, your prayers are going to be effective and fervent in Jesus' name. Well, this is Bill Winston. That's all we have for this time. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.